I have a bad feeling about this. Welcome to Seti Shoppo. This is a podcast where we talk about dinosaur. No. No, it's not. That's your other better podcast, isn't it? It is my better podcast. This is a podcast where we work out what's the opposite of something that isn't a dinosaur. No, that's your other better podcast, isn't it? No, no, we we don't work out the opposite of dinosaurs there. So we could do the opposite of dinosaurs if you want. Well, we've done the opposite of two different dinosaurs. Yeah. Already. So we may work slowly through the genus. Okay. What? I'm not going to correct your biological I know, terms. I knew it was wrong, and I was waiting for you to correct me. I, well, okay, well, I'm not that person, Simon. I'm a very giving, <laughs> yes, you are. I deliberately wanted you to correct me so I know person. what I meant. What I, did I I'm mean? A, I'm a genuinely nice. Species? No. Philia? Possibly. I don't know the difference, to be honest. Ah, That's see. That's why I didn't want to correct you. See. How are you, anyway? Hmm, all right, how are you? <sighs> <laughs> Pretty much... I am up and down, I would say, is the best way of putting it. Um, sometimes I feel fantastic. One of those I times. Feel bad. Um, I think. When I was sleeping. Is it? I think it's Kingdom. Oh, yeah, it could be Kingdom. Yeah. It's either Kingdom or Doman, but I don't know. You say Doman, it's Domain, surely. Uh, I suppose. I Why do I say Doman, though? So I must have heard Doman from somebody. You, I think you, you're saying Doman because someone said in. Internet domain as internet domain. You've always called yeah. your internet domain domain. Domain. Yeah. Domain. By the way, like it just really... makes you sound really nasal. Yeah, like, more than I was. Normal. I was very aware of that. Yeah. It's, I mean, I'm very nasal really today amazing. anyway. But basically every day. More so. It's your, it's your. It's your superpower. Yeah, it is. <laughs> if you if. If if we had Trini and Susanna or Gok Wong here, they would tell you to embrace your nasalness. No, that makes you I you, and you wear that. a really nice dress. I would sound like Gordon Brittis. No, Gordon you see, you're more nasally without that. You're too, you're too, you got a you base nasal. That's what's yeah. special about you. Yeah. Base nasal. Yeah, I've got your a nasal base. Has it got yeah. shits in it? It's got shits in it. <laughs> right. On which note, Johnny wants to know what is the opposite of Clayton. Crichton, as in Crichton, the mechanoid character from Red Dwarf, originally played by David Ross, but more famously played by Robert Llewellyn. Of course. He has the square head. He looks like a chewed up condom. And I believe it's Crichton with an E-N, isn't it? It's not Crichton. Yeah, that's right. It's K-R-Y-T-E-N. It's a play on the me. Well, it's a play on the, the, the butler name Crichton. C-R-I-C-H-T-O-N. Is there a butler name? Yeah, I think it... Uh, Crichton, bring me my brogues. No. I don't know what posh people wear. I've never heard. What book's that from? I think Crichton's a famous butler. I'm not looking it up. I'm just going to go Jeeves with my gut Jeeves is instinct. a famous butler. Well, yeah, but you can't call Crichton Jeeves. I'm Why don't you just call him C-3PO? Hang on. Butler names. The ten greatest butlers in pop culture history. Reginald Jeeves, Alfred Pennyworth, Lynn Belvedere, Edward Jarvis, Riff Raff, Benson Dubois, Max, Wadsworth. 
my last disappointing, my gut told me that there should be a butler called Crichton. Crichton. There is no butler called Crichton. There Crichton, should be a butler I thought Crichton. it was a play of Krypton. No. Well, I mean, could be. I'm fairly sure there must be a butler called Crichton. No. You look it up. The Admirable Crichton is an efficient butler in the London household of the Earl of Loam. That would, that would explain why Rimmer calls him the Admirable Crichton at one point. Ah, there we go. Yeah. But, so, but his real name is Crichton 2X4B523P. P. But yeah. they got it, they get it wrong in one episode and call him a different name. 2X3B or something. They get one of the one of the digits wrong. And nobody, oh. nobody notices. Yes, Apart Crichton 2X4B523P. I, I think I know how many irradiated haggis there are on the decks of Red Dwarf as well, but let's not get into that. So, uh, he's, he's basically C-3PO, isn't he? Yeah, I suppose. Basically. So, what is the opposite of uh, a butlering mechanoid? Well, isn't it some sort of, like, toaster? Oh, uh, it could be Talky Toaster. Uh, Battlestar, Battlestar Galactica Oh, toaster. an actual... Um, oh. He doesn't even know that they're not a human and goes against oh. everything. But we can't talk about them without ruining it for people with what spoilers. What are they called? Cylons. Yeah. yeah. It could be a Cylon. Um, I mean, it, it could just be a human butler, like Jeeves. No, it would be it, it, it would be the big Lebowski or something. Somebody but, with the opposite. No, no, no. Cylon makes sense, doesn't it? Because they try and kill humans. They don't serve yeah. humans. They're again humans. Well, they are again. They're like a terrorist organisation. Do you think you could remember anyone who was a Cylon in Battlestar Galactica? I can, but I'm not going to ruin it for people. I, oh, I, 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 yeah, I remember one. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yes, so, you were quite right. Johnny, the opposite of Crichton, is a Cylon. We won't name names. Well, I was going to take it further. I was Go going on. to say, okay, so it's the Cylon Battlestar Galactica. We can't name the Cylons, but they play the Watchtower, which Ooh. is Jimi Hendrix. So Jimi Hendrix is the opposite of Crichton. No. Okay. No. Okay. No. Okay. But if you think about it, right, that music triggers Cylonisms, but they arrive on Earth thousands of years before Jimi Hendrix was born. I'm thinking about it. (laughs) Jenny wants to know, what is the opposite of a number plate? Now, we know what a number plate is, but they're called different things, aren't they, around the world? Are they? What they called in America a license plate. License plate, yeah. Well, think about that scene in Back to the Future where the the, the car goes goes through time, and that spinny thing that he picks up is cold. That that's what we're talking about. First country to introduce them was France in Paris, and they just gave it sequential numbers starting with one. Nice. They do that on um um in uh, do I mean Guernsey? Yeah, I think I do mean Guernsey, not Jersey. They have. So you've got, there's like really expensive number plates on there and really expensive cars that can't go above 30 miles an hour because that's a speed limit. The most but expensive number plate in the world is the number eight because it's a very it's Chinese. lucky Chinese. Yeah, yeah. Um, so New York State issues them. Initially, you, you only had to have the initials, your initials on the back of your car, clearly visible. That'd be pretty cool, wouldn't it? Your, mine would say sad. Please tell me your middle name's Theodore. Because <laughs> no, it's, they it's, did have STD. It's Anthony. Today, so it's sad. Oh, Simon! I know yours should be Mine's Louise. Alice, and then so it's Ill. It'd be ill. Um, ale, but wrong. They were originally baked like onto porcelain. They were porcelain initially. Okay. Which is pretty cool, like a porcelain number plate. So anyway, that's what a number plate is. Basically, it's a vehicle license registration. Is it like blacked out windows or something? Is that the opposite? Because like it's things that don't identify you. 
or oh, things that because because license plates everybody th- oh it's a way of identifying somebody but it isn't because nobody knows the th- nobody knows the way so what is a way of hiding yourself but everybody knows it's you oh yeah that's clever Ooh, that's isn't interesting. it hiding yourself yeah. but everyone still but everybody knows, still that knows, it's, knows you. it's you yeah so what do you do when you it's like uh, maybe it's like a twitter handle but you use your photo instead or I don't know. I mean, it could be like um, a, a costume party. I mean, you're could technically hiding party. yourself. Yeah, that works. Like that. A masquerade ball. One of those really posh ones that and you have Romeo and Juliet, even though they're teenagers, like shaggy in a corner. And everybody you, knows who they are. Do you reckon you could recognise your friends wearing a mask, like those masquerade balls ones? Well, sometimes I can. Well, do you know what's really weird is some of my friends I realised I could only recognise in pajamas. <laughs> and then I have this really sort of when you've when you've like been throwing somebody over your shoulder for four hours, and then you go out and you have a drink, and you come back and and you're looking around this room, and you're going, "Who are these people? These yeah. normal people who look yeah, normal? Like, the scariest sense." just turn into sort of like meek little things who just look like ordinary blokes and just like that's wrong you're scary you make me do press ups that's not right but that's um so yeah. yeah it's all about context mm. i i read a study they they did a sort of let's see if batman would be recognized as bruce wayne type study and they ran one of these masquerade balls mm. and what someone was there who was famous and not many people knew he was there because he was dressed in a very similar cowl to batman which is interesting. But it's also how you act, because there's that wonderful yes. little clip of somebody photographing across the street as Leonardo DiCaprio goes up to another famous actor. I can't remember which one it is. One of the ones that I don't know. Yeah. But goes up to him as though approaching him like a fan, going, can I get a photo? Can I get a photo? Can I get a photo? And the guy's like, no, no, And it takes him a couple of seconds to realise it's Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> yeah, context, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Why would Leonardo DiCaprio be bugging you for a selfie? All right, so the opposite like Jenny of a number plate is a masquerade ball. Now, Joe wants to know, what is the opposite of snooker? I would have thought oh, we'd done God. snooker, but we haven't. Oh. We, we figured out the opposite of falling asleep in front of the snooker. It is messing is up a filing cabinet. A kick to the balls. Oh, yeah, because snooker's tidying up, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, it's just tidying. It is sport. It is men trying to make sport. I mean... Well, cleaning gen- a sport. gentleman, isn't it? Is it gentleman? Well, that's what. So it's basically it's billiards. So they would go after dinner. Billiards is basically what you say every time you need to burp. <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. Um, no, so the the reason they dress like that is because that's how they would have been dressed after after dinner. They'd have taken their dinner jackets off and they would have had their waistcoats and and the butler. So there, so there isn't Crichton. a sporting. There isn't a sporting reason for them wearing that stuff. No, and the butler. If you think about it, the referee is a butler he's dressed like a butler so do lady snooker players have to wear really nice frocks no they they wear the similar waistcoats and trousers mm. I think they're missing a trick there you think they should wear like old-fashioned Victorian frocks? But what was yeah. the, what would be the equivalent of taking off the dinner jacket, taking off your bonnet? That's, um, you that's could slip more. off your sh- you could slip off your shoes and take your earrings off. Oh, that's true. You could do. It's what or... you do in a fight. I'm now thinking of lady boxing. <laughs> release your bra. <laughs> no, you wouldn't be wearing a bra. Well, also, because... you don't want to release your bra for the for the simple reason your boobs may get in the way on the table. Well, no, but it's more that you don't wear a bra with those. 
Oh yeah, you'd have a bodice or a, a girdle or a. <laughs> you wouldn't have a girdle, but yes, you'd have, have a girdle. you'd have a different. You'd have um. Well, I mean, to be honest, what I did last time I wore something like that, and I got quite drunk, so I showed everyone, oh. was, <laughs> you <laughs> know, injury tape. tape. You? Yeah. No, you know, the in- <laughs> injury tape. You know that blue stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that blue fabric you used to tape up injuries. So I used that to tape up my boobs. They look great. Oh, but I'm not surprised. It's but. It's... Good there was support. enough at the top that I could move a bit out of the way and there was this big sort of square of bright neon blue. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Taking it off wasn't fun. No, anyway, I bet it wasn't. So the opposite of snooker. Mm-hmm. I want to say it's Snoopy, but I don't know. <laughs> Why is it Snoopy? Because like Just he it sounds the same. It's using furniture incorrectly. <laughs> So it's using a table to play a stupid game, right. and he sleeps on top of his house. Yes, and sleep in his house. That's partly it. Also, the black and white thing. Yes. Also, the similarity in name. Also, one is a man, one is a dog. <laughs> one is three, one is one. It's very religious. Yes. Little birds, no reason, and <laughs> and children who are very wise and depressed. That is my reasons. Why it's Snoopy. Grown-ups being wise and depressed, I suppose. Well, you know, that's the whole thing with Peanuts, isn't it? Peanuts! Peanuts. <laughs> um, yeah, so it could be Snoopy, or it could be just making a massive mess. Hungry Hippos? Have we done the opposite of that? Well, Hungry Hippos is the same as Snooker, surely. It's, no, um, it's just... no, it's Jenga. It's all tidy, and the point of Jenga is it yeah. ends up messy, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, you're right. Oh, I wanted it to be Snoopy. Well, not everything could be well, Snoopy. Well, it, it can't be Jenga, because we've worked out that the opposite of Jenga is Dominoes. Damn it! But it could be but a game Snoopy, like that, isn't like it? Kaplunk or Buckaroo. Buckaroo would work, wouldn't it? Yeah, Buckaroo would work. I bet we've done the opposite of that as well. Yeah, I think we it's have. Jesus, isn't it? The opposite, <laughs> the opposite of Buckaroo is Scrabble. That makes perfect oh, okay. sense. What's the one with the straws? Ooh, um, that's Kaplunk, isn't it? Uh, yes. Oh, uh, God, we've done the opposite of Kaplunk as well. Jesus. We like our games, don't we? Yeah. Well, we're only left with Snoopy now. We're only left with Snoopy. We've gone through everything else in the all universe. All it can be, yeah. The opposite, Joe, of Snooker is Snoopy. Therefore, this week we have worked out that the opposite of Crichton is a Cylon, that the opposite of a number plate is a masquerade ball, and the opposite of Snooker is Snoopy. You may plug your other podcast, pad it out, because it's quite a short uh, episode. Okay. <laughs> well, guess what, Simon? What? I've got an episode of the Terrible Lizards podcast, and it's all about dinosaur sex. Dave's really upset already. Can I tell you why? Why? Talking about sex, and it's mainly about eggs and rearing, and not that sort of rearing, Simon. Not that sort of rearing, right? But um, there's a paper come out about a week ago. It contradicts everything in the podcast. Not contradicts everything, but talks about um, soft shelled eggs. Ooh, well, you could do a follow up in your follow up. I know we're going to have to do a follow up. That's the beauty of it. It, It's the the content is self generating. Simon, you could have you know like every year. We have like eggs at Easter. What if yeah. some of them were soft-shelled eggs? Well, they are, aren't they? Aren't most chocolate Easter 
eggs soft shelled? No, they're hard. They've got a chocolate. Wow. Yeah, I mean, hard. you can squeeze they it with your they're hands. They're not jelly. Jelly. Oh, but I had jelly like, this you get, week, if you get If you get like a, a, a snake egg or a shark's egg, they're squidgy. Okay. Like so if you pickled what, an egg. I was trying to think of a condiment that you could make that outside balloony bit and what you'd put in it. And I thought the person to ask would be Simon Dunn. What would you what would put you make in? the outside? Like what flavour? Like would you make it? How would you do it? To make somebody said to you, we want to make crocodile eggs for the kids, but they can't be well, hard. They've got to be I like know. what? I know how you do it? You would you would have a soft marshmallow interior. Okay, so that's quite that's not liquidy at all then. But it's soft that you could squeeze it. Is this true? And you would have a sort of strawberry flavored gooey coating. So like, like those like those black licorice all sorts, which are the tubes with the white in, but the white soft. No, more like an egg filled with marshmallow. Right? So think of marshmallow, but egg-shaped. And then around that, you have like, um, you know, like the the, the coating on a baby bell? Yeah. But Soft, that, softer like... than that, but, but strawberry flavoured as well. Okay. Would you put something else in the centre of it to give it a yes, bit Yes. Of... It would have to have a gooey centre. What flavour? It would be um, a lemon syrup. Ooh. Or a custard. Strawberries and lemon. Or a custard. See, I was going with um, a more custardy type. It would be type. a custard. I'm yeah. wrong. It would be a custard. But the whole thing I'd have as a custard with, like, I, I'd make it, I'd try and make it chocolatey. Mm-hmm. So I'd have an outside, which doesn't taste as much, but is that same sort of gooey outside. Then I'd have a custard. And inside that, I'd have, like, a, a ganache. Now, little... do you mean, like, a sort of um, slightly solid custard? Yeah, like the yeah. ones that you get in a... In custard in a... tart. Yeah, or, or a milfouille, or whatever a it is. baked custard. Mm. Yeah, okay. Cool. But that would be a good that'd be a good sort of like crocodile egg type. We should do anyway, a podcast to, where we just make up recipes, is it? If you if if um in the podcast that we talk about, right? <laughs> if there you is want to correct a, us, we know. No, no, yeah. But there no, there's there's a bit, right, where Dave because he goes to a zoo and he, he meets a mummy crocodile and the baby crocodiles, they take the baby crocodiles away and put them in a separate thing and he's looking at them in the separate thing. But when he does that, he scares one of them and it does the crocodile noise of being scared, which we all know is Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it goes, and then he later goes out and sees the mother, and she charges at him, Ooh. thinking you got my babies. Wow. So it's worth listening to the episode just to hear that story, and also what this means. That must have been terrifying, but cool. Okay, yeah. good. You have other podcasts. Oh yeah, I've got the um, British Museum Membercast. Uh, and also the Zedless Deadlist, which I haven't updated for ages. But I've been busy, guys. Come on, give us a break. Doing other podcasts. That's right, yeah. Jeez. Uh, you have a book as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's called The Unstoppable Letty Peg. It is out with Bloomsbury. Please buy it. Yes, you should. We will be back next week with more Opposites of Opposites, because, you know, what else are we going to do? And Simon's got books too. Yeah. Bye-bye. Hello. Hello.